Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey there, this is Holly and you're with Gap to Gap Radio and super excited to have our guest, um, here today, Ballard High School head coach Alan uh, Jones is uh, going to join us today. He's been at Ballard since 1999, and uh, the program, I think, started in 1995, and <clears throat> uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but then he's been there again since 1999, built the program up to been really successful. I believe he was at the, the Ballard was at the state tournament in 2018 and had a pretty good run mm-hmm. at that point, and um Glad to have uh, Coach uh, Jones here today. How are you doing, Alan? Very good. Thank you, Holly. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think it's um, at least we get something done with softball. I uh, get to at least talk about it a little bit. And so I'd like to do is really kind of allow you to let us get to know you better, uh, uh, like maybe where you grew up, where you went to high school, where you're originally from. Are you from this area? Yes, I uh, graduated in 1983 from Louisville Mill High School. I was the first uh, traditional class when we started in um, 79 to go all four years. Uh, Played baseball, played football, Um, grew up in the Linden area. I played uh, for Linden in baseball, played for St. Matthews in baseball. Um, My dad was very active in coaching uh, boys and girls at Linden for 35 years. I really got into coaching boys fast pitch softball when I was 19. That was an eight, nine, 10 year olds at the time. Um, it was fast pitch. And what intrigued me by that was it was more exciting than at the time they had machine pitch baseball, but the problem with baseball, machine pitch, you couldn't steal, you couldn't do anything. Where in boys fast pitch at that same age group, we could steal. And it was the only difference is they threw underhand. But it, I mean, that ball came in pretty good for that age group. Um, did that. For a long time, and a good buddy of mine, I really didn't have any desire, never even thought about coaching high school sports or girls. Um, but a good buddy of mine, I was best friend in his wedding. He uh, got his degree in teaching, and we had a. He was always uh, a girls coach, and he had an interview with PRP to coach their girls softball team in '92. And he said, "Hey, I need an assistant." And, I don't really have one. Can you go out there and act like you want to be one? I'm like, sure, I'll help you out. <laughs> so went out there, interviewed with Charlie Miller and Russ Klein, two top-notch uh, individuals, awesome. <laughs> and uh, during the interview process, I really kind of got really intrigued by it. It was slow pitch at the time. And and uh, I remember Bob saying, hey, don't ask, they don't ask too many questions. They ask you. Okay. So at the <laughs> end, Charlie said, you all have any other questions? I said, yeah, when do we start? And, and uh, he said, well, matter of fact, you can start tomorrow. So um, I was wow. assistant coach at PRP for a very small time. It was a great program. Those girls were awesome. Um, it was slow pitch again. They were number one state. The problem was, for me, we just started our own insurance agency at the time, which was Nice Lukens. 
and uh, my partners and I, there were six of us, and, you know, when you start your own business, it's pretty much 14, 16-hour days, and uh-huh. we were over here in St. Matthews, and to go to PRP every day was a haul, plus, yeah. you know, it was three, four hours to get back, So, but I really enjoyed coaching the girls, so I didn't want to give that up. I hated leaving PRP, but I walked across the street to Wagner High School. I knew the AD at the time, Bob Stewart, and and said, hey, Bob, I know she got a vacancy for your girls' team, and I'm interested, and Bob knew me, and he said, if you really want it, it's yours. So the first wow. year at Wagner, and Wagner wasn't a very good, strong softball program at the time. It had nothing to do with me. It had to do with um, our great players that we had, but our first year, we mm-hmm. went 17-18, and the year before that, I think they I think they won 10 games, and then the next mm-hmm. year, in the first year of fast pitch, we went 32-4. and four. So, uh, wow. uh, we had some really wow. great athletes at, at Wagner and, um, you know, it's funny thing about going to Ballard cause Ballard was our rival and, uh, Chris Renner, the basketball coach at Ballard was with me at Wagner at the time. And, and, uh, when he told me that he was leaving to go to Ballard, I said, I'd never coach at Ballard. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, they're a big rival. Yeah. And in that yeah. fall I'm at Ballard. Um, <laughs> So, but the Wagner, the players at Wagner were awesome. We had some great, we had a lot of good players. It was a great time there, but, and then going to Ballard was, it was good for me because we had uh, little kids at the time. And this was like five minutes mm-hmm. from my house and mm-hmm. uh, Ballard had a lot of great athletes. Um, mm-hmm. um, but their softball program, they were decent. Um, and I never understood because th- those girls were so good why they just weren't a powerhouse. So the first year we got there, which was 99, they really didn't have a field. I built a field at Wagner, and it was really good. So I remember standing in the middle field. It's raining, going, you got to be kidding me. We're never going to play on this field. So um, the first year we were there, we went 27-9, to nine, and we had some really, really good ball players. And we finished um, third, second, third in the region that time. Um, then we built a field there. We put in new field, new dugouts, new press box new lockers, lights, um, wow. an indoor facility, bathrooms, um, because, um, these, you know, I always wanted my players to have the best, and, mm-hmm. and they deserve it. They work hard. I don't think anybody can outwork them. It has nothing to, this has nothing to do with me. This is all them. Um, but so um, since I've been at Ballard, we've came to the state championship twice, runners-up, um, fifth one year, fourth one year. We've won uh, three regional champ, four regional champs, um, three runners up, um, 19 district champions. We've had, we put through probably 58 girls since 99 that in college softball, but wow. every one of our seniors have had an opportunity to play some, on some level. Um, and probably one of the most famous players I've ever coached, which is still like a daughter to me today is, uh, India child. India played in Tennessee. She was an All-American. I'm sure you know who she is. Uh-huh. Um, India was just fantastic. But we've had a lot of fantastic players, too. Um, so I'm very proud of all my players, and it's been a great, great uh, ride at Ballard. And I was kind of disappointed with what's going on right now because this team worked extremely hard to get ready for the season, and they have everything canceled like the day before our first scrimmage was really disappointing. 
Yeah, it's uh, we want to. I want to talk about that for sure, and um, your role in helping your athletes through this, your coaches through this, and that type of thing. I want to go back. Um, <clears throat> so um, you were doing slow pitch. Uh, what was that? Ninety five, and so make sure we get this. Yeah, it was ninety two, yeah. and I knew nothing about slow pitch. Slow pitch yeah. is a lot different than uh-huh. fast pitch. Um, you know, the, the, you got to hit it different. Um, mm-hmm. you, there's no stealing. Uh, you play with ten players versus nine. Right. So not only coaching girls for the first time with Bob was, um, you know, first time I ever done that. But then you're playing a sport that really I didn't know much about um, when it came to the slow pitch versus fast pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were able to take a team that the first year of fast pitch. Um, you had a really good year. So obviously you had to really great year. Yeah. You had to uh, redo, you had to take these girls. It's a lot of them that's been playing. So pitch, were they playing fast pitch in the summer? Were they already like the pitching they would were. have been the biggest and, thing. Yeah. Well, uh. here's the funny part. So in 95, um, one of the best pitchers I've ever had, she was a slingshot pitcher and people are going to go with a slingshot pitcher. She didn't do the windmill back then. They did play at Linden. Linden had a great fast pitch girls program at the time. And uh, Christina, it was Christina Cable, and she didn't throw very hard. She might have threw in the 40s. And uh, uh-huh. But if you told her to put that ball underneath somebody's nose, she did it. And it would be funny because when we got ready to play <laughs> these really good teams, they would see her warm up going. You could just see it like, hey, we're going we're gonna to knock all over the place. It never happened. Um, uh-huh. She shut down wow. uh, Manuel, which Manuel came in uh, second in the state that first year with Jackie Elson, who was a great pitcher at Manuel. Jackie threw in the 60s, and we beat them. Um, she, I mean, Christina was just really, really good. And then we were fortunate enough to get Amanda Roof, who was, was a windmill pitcher, so she's really good. But I think the biggest key for us is, yeah, they were slow pitch players, but uh-huh. a lot of them played in the summer. and. And I coach a lot of them on travel teams in the summer, so that that helps us get ready right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, that would, that's pretty incredible. So uh, then you get uh, you're at Ballard. I guess, I guess as an old coach, one of the things is that is pretty impressive. Uh, there were times that I would want to get lights on a field or a, an indoor facility. Did the school? How did that work out? Because that would not be. That's an unusual situation so, to be able to build your whole complex like that. So, you know, I've been very fortunate. Our business has been very successful in the insurance business, thanks to all my great clients. And so the lights in the field, um, I built that with a lot of help of the parents. So I paid for the stuff, but we had great parent support. I mean, they were there every weekend putting roofs on, concrete block, whatever we needed. And uh-huh. then we raised the money. I put in half, and the, and the team put in half for the indoor facility. And then we had all this stuff, but we were still using porta cans. And I uh-huh. said, you know, it's time for a, a bathroom, so we put the bathrooms in too. But you know, I'm glad I did it. Like I said, each one of these players, um, I still stay in contact with. It's played for me in the past. Um, they're just awesome, awesome uh, young ladies. And uh-huh. you know, now it's funny because now I'm coaching some of their daughters. So it's pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. new coming around already. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's always super cool. It's um, to, I, I called my players when I started coaching uh, daughters or a lot of the players when they would um, 
they were my grandchildren, like they were my children when they would have children oh, uh, for my grandchildren. So, yeah, you develop that family feel for sure. So um, moving into Ballard, been very, very successful. I guess what I'd like to ask, because uh, hopefully this, the, the purpose of this show is, for, is to help other coaches, to help athletes get to be better. And so maybe a few things, what would you say that you feel like you've done pretty good, your coaching staff has done pretty good, some things, because obviously you've been successful for, since the very beginning, so you, there's some philosophical things that you do that's consistent that helps you win on the field. Maybe some discussion on that, please. Well, you know, first of all, your players have to buy into what you're trying to do, and and you know, I, I think you, I think you, you have to show your players that you care for them. Um, I'm very tough. I'm very tough in my business, and I'm very tough in coaching. And if you, if you were on the other side watching, you'd probably say there's no way. My daughter's playing for him. But you don't see the outside part. But I'm very tough. I mean, I get involved in their school. I get involved to make sure their grades are good. I get involved if there's any issues. I'm very, very involved. On top Uh of that, um, we have a recruiter that we use. Um, Freddie's awesome. All the colleges know him. He's not, you know, he comes out when these kids are ready, and I'll call Freddie say, I need you to come out. I need you to film her. He doesn't put music and all that to it. He just films it, sends it off. So we uh-huh. get them involved there if they want to. Um, our program is probably nine, ten months out of the year. We uh-huh. um, we bring them back in the fall. Summer ball has got so big now that we leave them alone in the summer. I don't coach summer ball anymore, so they do their summer ball stuff. But in the fall, we'll bring them back when school starts. And we'll go two, three times a week and start, especially the new kids, get them adapted to our system and um, – and um, we'll bring them in, hit d- defense. Pitchers will start working three days mm-hmm. a week, and then after that, I pay for a trainer, uh, Corey, and they go to Corey from October till about February. They lift weights, they do speed agility, ab work. Um, Corey's worked with many, many big time college and pro athletes, mm-hmm. so they'll do that three days a week, and then we start in February, and then we bring them in six days a week. I mean, it's. You know, they call it boot camp in February until yeah. we get ready to play. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of work. But, again, you know, the thing that's great about these players, they buy into it, and there's nothing better. You know, championships are fun and trophies are fun. But, to me, it's it's all just watching these girls develop and watching them how much better they get and how they're successful. And even if they don't want to play on the next level, how their nurses and their I don't know, accountants and just a lot of different things, watching them grow in, in their uh-huh. career other than softball. And, you know, that's that's what's so fun for me to watch. Um, you know, I tell them all the time, do I want to win the state championship? Yeah, because you all want to. But for me, just watching them be able to live their dream after they leave us is the most important uh-huh. thing for me. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. <clears throat> and I think that's what builds a program. I think it's a program is more than a season and, and that attitude that you have to develop the, the girl as a, as a person, as a, as a citizen, as a human being, then it's, um, it builds them kind of from the inside out basically, which is a pretty cool thing. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess um, there's, there's one area I maybe want to get to at some point, but Shifting gears a little bit, and before we go started, if there's any live listeners, if you want to call in, ask uh, Alan any questions, 
888-666-9488. You can call in live. If you want to text me a question, I can uh, uh, relay that into the show, 502-262-9195, if, if you feel more comfortable uh, doing that. So the phone number for the uh, call-in is on the screen if you're if you're listening live, so you should be able to get that. But <clears throat> and feel free to ask. Uh, I think Alan would be uh, fine with pretty much anything. So if you want to got anything on your mind, you want to talk to Alan about, that'll be great. Um, I'd, I'd like, I was going to be, try to be silly, but, uh, you know, hopefully put Alan on the spot, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. But um, change, changes in the game. <laughs> no, changing, <laughs> changes in the game since, uh, let's say since 99, since you stepped foot on Ballard, obviously you've got the new facility, but overall um, the changing, have, what, have you noticed any changes in the game the last five, 10, 20 years? And if you have, what do oh, you would, see the game going? I would on? say the biggest change is the pitching. I mean, the pitchers have got a lot better. Um, not yeah. that the pitchers weren't good in, in the early years. It's just the sport has grown so much. I mean, you have multiple pitching coaches. Uh, ESPN shows games all the time, which you never saw mm-hmm. that other than the World Series. I'd say the pitching and hitting by far has really mm-hmm. – um, uh, really improved a ton Uh, Uh because now you're seeing games two to one. You know, if you play it against two good pitchers, you're not going to score six, seven runs. Correct. You see a lot more of that two to one games when you're playing against top notch teams. And Uh um, so I would say that by far the pitching's got a lot better, you know, because in 99, you only had like in Kentucky that we saw maybe one girl that would hit 60 and the rest Uh in the mid fifties. Now you seem like a lot of them hit 60s. And the funny part is, you know, when you're facing 60-62, it's not that big of a deal anymore like it was in the Mm -hmm. 90s or early 2000s. You know, you'd be like, wow. So Uh I'd say by far the pitching probably the most. What do you think as far as the impact? I know that there's been conversation for years about the impact of uh, travel ball with, obviously with recreational leagues and that sort of thing, but the impact, because you made a comment that you pretty much let them go in the summer, because if they're top-notch, they're playing for a top-notch travel team. Mm-hmm. Has that been a positive? Have you had to get involved in any kind of way to kind of uh, navigate through that, or is it just pretty much you're good with it? You know, um, if you're going to pay that much money and you're going to play in the summer, you need to play. So uh-huh. I've only had to get involved a couple times where – a player would call me and say, Coach, I've been on this travel ball team. We're paying all this money. We're not playing. Well, you need to go find another travel team or I'll help uh-huh. you. And I've done that. The thing about travel ball, the people have to understand, and, and I'm a big proponent for travel. So don't take this wrong, especially, uh-huh. especially this year more than anything. Right. But if you're, if you're paying all this money and you really think that, and, and if you're this type of player, I know a lot of people think they're big-time D1 players and they're not, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. we have conversation all the time with players. I mean, I could tell you one that could have played uh, in 2013, Bailey Walker, who played for me. She was a top-notch ball player. And she had a chance to play in a D1 program or a D2 program. I- I'll never tell you where to go because this is where you need to go because mm-hmm. it's your school. But we talked, do you want to go to this program and maybe, you know, because you can say you're a D1 player and win 30% of your games or maybe go to that program where you got a chance to win a national championship, you know, plus 
Uh-huh. Her degree was a nursing degree, and that's tough because a lot of college coaches won't let you do nursing. Uh-huh. She ended up going to North Alabama, and they won the national championship while she she was down there. Um, uh-huh. So, but going back to travel ball, the problem is everybody thinks they're you know they want to play at Tennessee, Georgia, boom, 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 all the big schools, and you're paying all this money. Well, they're not going to see a, they're not going to really see at some of these tournaments. So uh-huh. if you're really that good. I always tell my players, get down there to their camps where you can talk to them, they can see you, they get to know you, and you're there two or three days. But you also have to be realistic, too, because not everybody's a Tennessee or Florida or Arizona, UCLA or whatever. Um, Exactly. So Uh travel law is great because it keeps your sport going, but I don't think you need to go to Colorado and California um, (laughs) with some of these teams just so you Uh can say you played out there. Um, uh-huh. You got to be realistic too, I think. But yeah, I think travel is great. It keeps the bat and the ball, and you're playing. And but hopefully, you're playing for somebody that you get to play a lot, not shit. Yeah, that's the yeah, and the selecting, picking the team that is a good fit in that regard. Obviously, because you can't. One of the problems, of course, on the other end is you can't play everyone, and so there has to be some uh, ability to have some depth of your team, and so it's kind of a um, t- kind of a tough call there. What, uh, again, shifting gears a little bit, assistant coaches, I know as a um, head coach, that was one of my biggest uh, important, uh, especially at the college level, I'm, it's the same thing at the at the high school level, hiring my assistant coaches. I think sometimes people make mistakes, I believe, and they just get buddies, uh, gets friends or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, over the, the many years you've been coaching, do you have um, what's your kind of uh, philosophy, I guess, on your assistant coaches? Well, you know, we, I've been very fortunate. I've had one assistant coach ever since his daughter graduated for me from Ballard since 2002. Prior to that, I had a really good friend that was a great baseball player that coached with me. Um, so I haven't had very many, many assistant coaches. I've been very successful keeping huh. The ones we've yeah. had, and they're great. You know, Nick's been uh-huh. with me forever. Um, I had uh, uh, a couple other good coaches that couldn't do any more. I also brought back uh, one of my former players that played at EKU. She was a dynamite pitcher for us, Brittany. She's working with the pitchers. Uh, I got, I've had Brad for many years. Brad is awesome. And I think the philosophy, I think the biggest thing about assistant coaches, I'm hard-headed. Older I get, I'm not as hard-headed. But I think, you know, assistant coach – has to not be afraid to disagree with the head coach, but also uh-huh. do, you know, just kind of be that an assistant, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I, and like the ones we've had, the ones I have now, they're awesome. Um, and they'll disagree with me. And a lot of times they're right. And we'll uh-huh. make the changes, but you know, we're really good friends. Um, we don't let a game affect our friendship, um, but they're very knowledgeable too. And I think that's the other thing. To just get a buddy to coach and don't know what he's doing, that can be a nightmare. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because yeah. now I feel like, you know, Nick and Brad runs the outfield. Brittany runs the pitching. Um, I got another great coach, Rusty, does the hitting. And I do the defense. So it's nice to know that you don't have to micromanage anymore, you know, like the old uh-huh. days where uh-huh. you, know, you just had to find somebody so you got somebody to help you. But now you got really good coaches and know what they're doing, so that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 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 very I mean I think as a, in a coaching world I think we all understand how important it is, but I think it sometimes is very 
underrated on uh, the importance on that. Now, you made a, a few comments about um, uh, the videoing for the you know, help. It's clear that you're involved in, in your athletes, helping them get to the uh, at the college level. I, uh, from my perspective, I was a recruiting coordinator at a college level for at, at one point. I was a head coach for uh, many years, and I got to the point honestly that I stopped recruiting directly from high school coaches because it seemed like a lot of high school coaches do, do not take any responsibility or really are not involved as much as what you're saying you are. Um, you do some videoing. Do you feel like uh, maybe that's changed because I've been out of the coaching since 2008, but um, uh, do you feel like that's still the case? I mean, I know you throw other coaches under the bus, but uh, do you feel like you're pretty unique in that situation? You know, yeah, I do. I have got away with it a little bit because, you know, I laugh about travel ball coaches, and this is not a knock on travel ball coaches, but I always say the high school coaches get the kids ready for travel ball. <laughs> because in travel yeah. ball, they really don't practice, and they show up, they play, right. da, 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 da. I mean, we're going uh-huh. six days a week, and so is most high schools. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, absolutely, I stay involved. Um, I think, you know, the problem nowadays, again, everybody thinks they're top-notch, which is fine, but there's nothing uh-huh. wrong with being good, too, not being uh-huh. great and, and uh-huh. playing for that D3 or D2 team. Because at the end of the day, there's very few people going to make a lot of money playing fast pitch softball when they get out of college. Correct. So yeah. I tell my players, pick a school that you, you like, that you, you know, that you can get your degree in, which is most important. You like the coaches. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy the game. But also, when you get out in four years, you're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish and get ready to start your career. So um, I am involved. I don't think I'm as much as involved as I used to be because travel ball is taking off big time. Um, mm-hmm. But the ones that do ask me, like I said, um, I'm friends with a lot of the big college coaches, a lot of coaches, just not the big ones. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the one reason I bring Freddie in is because all the college coaches know him. And they don't really want, and you probably can say this, you were a college coach, you know, they don't want the recruiting video that shows up with the music and the edits and all that. Mm-hmm. And Freddie doesn't do that. I mean, I can, I can look at a player, and I know you can too, and she can have the worst game of the year, but you can tell she can play. And, you right, know, the right. funny part about yeah. this was in 2003 when India Childs played her senior year, she really didn't get recruited until – we started the regionals. And, I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about a kid that ran from home the first in 2.5 seconds. Wow. She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, it just wasn't that big around here. Mm-hmm. And, and the, here's the funny story. So I had a player that left me. She went to UT. She graduated. We always do high school videos at the end of the year for our banquets. Um, the co- Ralph at the time said, hey, Michelle, uh, do you have a video? of you? She said, well, I got this video. We use it. Um, for our team <laughs> banquet that shows all the highlights. So he watches it, and he's like, hey, who's this kid? He's so mm. in India. I get a call. They show up. Um, never never met him the first time ever. India was a nervous wreck. I can remember India. Was on, she was at second base. The fly ball was hit the shortstop. She just takes off with one out. She'd never done that before. But what mm. I liked about Ralph is I don't really care what she did in that game because you can tell she's a player, and then she went on to be an All-American. So, um, but now, but so, 
So college coaches, what I'm hearing is they don't want all that hype and music and all that. They just want a plain old right. video, take uh-huh. some swings, take some ground balls, take some pitches, and just like anything, they're going to change anyway when you get there most likely. So, But I do stay yeah. involved. Um, anything my players want, I'm always there for them because it's more than just softball. So. Yeah, and then that will make that will last forever for them, and and um, uh, that's super. Um, it's so important because I think that's one of the most valuable things we offer in sports. I, I used to say all the time is that we didn't really create sports, or sports really didn't start because of the, quite honestly, because of money or success or whatever. It it really started to help these young athletes become better people. And to help them develop things, because in, in one season, you can experience things that other people don't experience in 20 years. And it just really helps you develop all that. <clears throat> one of the things oh, that, uh, yeah. So, yeah, one of the things that I do um, in my business is I do I create recruiting videos. And I feel like it's I get a little bit of an advantage because I know what college coaches are typically looking for. And the selling point sometimes is, because I know that I could, like most of us, it's been around the game long enough. You could probably, you may be able to tell if a girl can hit or not, either is she not, not exactly, but got a pretty good idea what she can or can't do in one or two swings. And a lot of times they feel like they got to get 20 swings or 30 swings or whatever. And um, so I think that a lot of these kids that are paying so much money for the hype and the, and the music, as you said, and that type of thing, coaches mm-hmm. just want to see a few swings, a, a, see some ground balls, see a pitcher throw a couple of other pitches, and they get a pretty good idea at that point. <clears throat> um, and, and you're exactly ahead. right, because there's, huh. there's a lot of these recruiting services out there, and I'm not knocking them, but, you know, you can pay $2,500, and you're going to get the best live, live video around, but that college coach might not look at it. Um, if he doesn't yeah. know that recruiter – He's probably not going to take time to look at it. Most likely, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. At uh, the the sheer amount of emails, phone calls, videos, uh, what uh, technology, all the stuff that you get at the college level coming from people you don't know is overwhelming. It's the amount of information, and you cannot see. You're not going to see everything, and or read mm-hmm. everything. And so it has to be done, and that's one of the things that happens is that it's usually – what I tell my girls is when I work with them is <clears throat> you want to have a video, in my opinion, most of the time. You, yes, you can send it, but if you send it to a coach that doesn't know who you are, doesn't know anybody what's sending it, it may not be seen. But when that coach says, just like they did with uh, India, is that do you have a video? That's usually what's going to happen. Say, do you have a video? I'd like to see a video. And then, uh, then if mm-hmm. you have one – then you're ready to send it to them pretty quickly because timing is a factor in recruiting and you don't want to wait two weeks before you have a video. Cause by that time they may find somebody else, but um, let's see, you know, we, we talk about too, and I, I do want to get to this topic is uh, we're in this pandemic situation right now. I know that there's a lot of different emotions uh, going on with all, with everything. Of course, the 2020 seniors, of course, have lost their senior year, uh, the, it, which is I, I was listening to talk radio on a way I had um, a hitting lesson this morning. 
and I was coming back. I was listening to them. They were talking about that. I was trying to picture myself. It feels like it was 100 years ago was my senior year in high school, but I was trying to picture myself like what would have happened if I lost my senior year in high school. And, uh, you know, how would it, you know, it's really hard to even imagine. So I guess my thought is, what do you, what was your involvement as, or your coach's involvement when this, when you found out there's not going to be a senior season or not going to be a spring season emotionally dealing with that? Did, I mean, I, I mean, to some, I'm thinking you got to have therapists for, I mean, for some, uh, how was, how did well, that you do. roll down? Yeah. You know, I was wondering what it would be like to retire and I've, you know, in 2018, I almost did. And, and I really, you know, and I'm glad I didn't because last year was awesome with a bunch uh-huh. of young girls. But so this was like a retirement. And I can tell you, mm-hmm. actually, for me, I've missed it terribly. And then when we found out, I know he suspended it like back last month uh-huh. in April because Kentucky High School Athletic Association is taking it a little different, I think. But he's also doing with the governor here. And our governor's pretty strict and has done a good job. Uh-huh. Um so he took his guidelines. So we haven't been able to have any contact with him other than text. We can talk to him, but nobody can use the facilities. Nobody can go anywhere else and hit. Nobody can play any, you know, for any other league or anything. There is no leagues going on right now. So, right. I mean, it was completely shut down. But when I, when I did get that memo that it was suspended, I mean, I'll be honest with that tears in my eyes because mm-hmm. like I said, not so much for me, but for these players, because they've worked so hard and we were practicing. It was great. We looked great. Last year was a, a unique team for me. We lost seven seniors and five went on and played in college after uh-huh. the 18 season. So we rebuilt from scratch and we had players that never played in certain positions that played. And if you looked at us and, at the beginning of February, you're like, ooh, it's going to be a rough year. And uh, and because of the players and all the time they put in it on and off, we had a great year last year. Everybody was back. And, you know, I felt it for our one uh-huh. senior, Kennedy. Not There's not a better young player, young lady than Kennedy. Just a great girl. Do anything this team needs. And uh-huh. it was going to be a great season for her. And we're still going to do something for her. We're going to do a senior night and – if we, you know, I know we got a social distance, so if we need to be six foot away all the way going down her lane, that's what we'll do. But we're huh. going to do something for Kennedy. Um, huh. So, um, but I mean, it's it's been devastating. I, I know our players are devastated. I know our players are biting at it to get back at it. Um, they can't do anything here till June tenth. We're, huh. I mean, they can't play travel ball. They're not supposed to practice or anything. And and I know people were mad at our high school athletic association. But he's just doing what our governor's telling everybody yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and I hope, I hope they can play summer ball, and I hope we get back to playing football and all these other sports. We need this stuff. Mm-hmm. We need to. I agree. Some way yeah. to find out how we can do this to get this out of here because this has been devastating mm-hmm. a lot of people. Well, you know, if you think about how much impact all of sports, recreation, especially, you know, but all of sports has on the, on the, our culture, on our country. What was it? There were war situations that they said, we got to have baseball, we got to have sports and yep. uh, it helps us get through things. It's um, it's really been, I wonder sometimes <clears throat> what's going to happen when things do kind of get back. Um, and and I, at one point I'm thinking, well, well, people start getting to the point where they don't feel that they need it. I think it's going to be the opposite. It's becoming where they're going to feel like they need it even more. And it's going to be very, very important for us getting back. 
we we have to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, this is uh, something that I thought we'd never see in my lifetime. But and I'll tell you how I filled the gap. It's kind of funny because you'll probably laugh at this, but um, I bought a restaurant in 2014. It's an Asian restaurant, and I'm not Asian, but it's and I only wanted to buy the building, but the man that owned the restaurant in the building as a as an investment didn't he he wanted to retire so. I think everybody thought I was crazy because I never had anything to do with a restaurant. Now you're talking an Asian restaurant, but yeah, and I really wasn't involved much with it as much because I had really good people running that. But now since this happened, I'm there six days a week. So um, <laughs> I really missed softball. But if I didn't have this, I think I would lose my mind because I'm very active. I got to do stuff. I yeah, can't I gotta... sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. But uh, these players, I can tell you, they're ready to go. Um yeah, and 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 they need to be smart when they. So June tenth, if that's the magic day, um, instead of just jumping right into it, they're going to need two three weeks to get swings in and oh, arms yeah. ready to go yeah. and a lot uh-huh. of stuff. Um, yeah, you. But, yeah. You know, so they're just going to have to be careful. But I, I uh-huh. can't wait till they can. I'm I'm really anxious to see um, what happens. But I, and I don't know about the other sports, but hopefully June tenth in your state. You're, I think I heard we're, that all crazy. are going to resume. That's, yeah, our I don't know if you're crazy or yeah. I don't know if you're smart, but, you know, it's kind of yeah. like uh, this This virus might be around forever, and we can't let yeah. this virus run our life or run our life. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I hope for these kids they get back. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think maybe a, a happy medium probably would be a little bit, just my opinion, not not on the political side, but uh, maybe a little bit less strict than the uh, Bashir, and maybe a little bit more strict than what the Indiana governor is um, is doing. But I'm happy about it. Again, I, I've been doing some lessons now. It's been freed up there a little bit, and of course we keep the 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 great thing I do hitting lessons and is uh, you can pretty much do a hitting lesson almost the whole time with staying six feet away. Um, there are sometimes. Oh, you absolutely. Not even close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that works out pretty good. Sometimes you've got to get a little bit closer, maybe to show some things, but you can, you can work that, work that out and everything. So that's been pretty good. But I think one of the things. In Kentucky, is, we can't do anything. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's pretty much still uh, pretty uh, uh, what locked down pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, mm-hmm. Legends, where I do my indoor lessons, I just heard yesterday that they're going to open May twenty fourth. I think twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Yeah. So I don't know. It probably is going to have some sort of limitations, like maybe appointment only or numbers of people coming in. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but I do a lot of, and you're talking about like, it's going to take them a while to get back. I do a lot of metrics in my lesson. So I test them with the blast stuff, you know, bat speed and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I do that mostly just to kind of help teach things more than it is to evaluate, but it's interesting. And I, I've got about five girls that's been coming back now this past week and I've tested them all and I've tested them all before the virus every single one of them significantly has lost uh, bat speed and velocity and exit velocity and all that stuff. And so their physical, uh, just by not, not doing it is just been really decreased. So it's going to take, 
I don't do a lot of pitching velocity or anything like that, but I would think that probably is going to be decreased running speed maybe because they're not just not doing very much. Oh, I would definitely agree. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we've had, what, eight weeks off? Well, it was March Mm -hmm. 13th when they halted everything. So I would agree with you. I mean, everything we gained, we lost. Yeah, and, and as much as you hope that they would be doing things at home, I mean, at some point they just can't do everything at home. They can't stay in that kind of shape. No, they can't. Not at all. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, you know, um, the other thing we haven't talked about, ahead. too, is, yeah. you know, depending on what players are doing, I know some parents might be really locking yeah. them down. Uh-huh. The other thing you need to look at is once we do open up and they can start playing is their immune system, because I'm hearing a lot of that, that right. people that's really not been out and about, uh-huh. might be looking at, you know, getting stuff they usually didn't get and, and uh-huh. you know, hopefully that just uh-huh. happened, but get the codes and all that, that you, that was really out of your system because you're out and about all the time. So, yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of interesting things when things open up. A lot. And I think there's, there's going to be that second level, third level of side effects, so to speak, like what you're talking about that we didn't, no one anticipated that we would uh, think would happen on that. I think you just kind of alluded to a little bit is let's say, uh, uh, I guess it's not going to be a factor for you in the summer, but let's say one of the things that may, I bet what happened, let's say I'm a travel team coach. We can start doing things in June. We have uh, 15 girls on a team and uh, seven of them say mom and dad say, no, we're not ready. Uh, and that's probably going to happen, wouldn't you think? Oh, that's definitely going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it needs to happen. I mean, if you yeah. let your daughter go out and just start hitting and throwing and pitching, and she hasn't done it, she's going right. to get tendonitis, and once you get tenonitis, it's almost impossible to get rid of um, uh-huh. without rest. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully some of these travel coaches realize. I'm sure they do. There's some really good ones out there. Yeah, 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 I agree. So, um, fall, what do you, what do, you do uh, for the fall? If, if school is open and you're able to do that, what kind of stuff do you do in your fall program? Well, if all the restrictions are done, what we'll do is we'll bring them back two days a week, and we like getting the young ones in with the older ones, and we pretty much show them what it's going to be like in the spring. So we bring them back two days a week, um, and we go over defense, offense. We just take our time. It's a lot of fundamentals. Uh-huh. It's not like throw you right in, into the gate right off the bat. So uh-huh. we do that um, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and then they'll do that all the way till end of October. And then, again, they'll start with Corey. And Corey's three days a week, and he does a lot of agility drills, sprint drills, just the, the quick stuff that you do in our uh-huh. sport, strength all that, and then pitchers will continue to pitch with their catchers and Brittany throughout um, until February, but they'll also do Corey, too. And then we get them also. We want them also to get acclimated, especially the new ones, in the, hey, what, what is, what's it like? You know, when you leave, when you leave at 2.20, you know, when are you going to do your homework? Uh-huh. You, know, uh-huh. you got free time. Use that free time to get your studies done because we won't have time to get, um, you where you need to be in February. So if you're behind, and we've done this before, so if a player or two has a D, we all go uh-huh. study skills. Oh, and I can tell you that good. D becomes a B pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've even sat in classes with them when, you know, it's like, what's the problem? 
Well, uh-huh. um, and then they, they come in English, and here I'm sitting there, and they don't like that. Trust me, they don't like that at all. No. So that's no. another phone to get it up. Um, they're uh-huh. they're great. So we, you know, it's just more than just a practice. I I get a report every week from the athletic director on where they are on the grades. High school, if you study, you participate, you do your homework, and you do decent on your on your tests, you should be able to get C's and B's. Now I'm not a uh-huh. proponent saying C's are great. But if you're giving all uh-huh. you got and you get a C, then it's a C. Uh-huh. Um, but we, we stay really involved in them, especially the young ones. The young ones have to realize 98% of their friends, if they play for us, are going to be the, their their co-players. Their players are with uh-huh. them all the time. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of good bonding there. We do bonding stuff. Or we'll, you know, we might do something in the indoor facility where we do a game night or something just to get them all where they know each other. Um, you know, nobody's better than anybody else in the program. We stress that a hundred times, and uh-huh. um, and for the most part, we've always had a family atmosphere. It's been good. Um, it's been really good, and and the parents have been fantastic. We've always had a group, great group of parents that are willing to do whatever and help with whatever because they run concessions and all that and some other stuff. So, um, but in the fall, it's just getting used to it. Here's what we're gonna do: get used to me. I laugh at them because I tell them. You know, it's funny watching the older girls when they're like, man, he's not that bad. And the older girls, huh. say, this is fall. You haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But but that's what we usually do. That's that's what we've yeah. always done. So. Great. Great. Uh, one last thing, I guess, and before we get you uh, get you off here and stuff, get back to your uh, Asian restaurant. But what's a, you want to <laughs> throw out uh, the name of the place so people listening yeah, can uh, come with you. Yeah. It's Tea Station Asian Bistro, and we're Norton Commons. Uh, we deliver uh, 10 miles one way. Everything we make is homemade and fresh every day, including our uh-huh. sauces. This has been a, uh, you know, you're talking about we did a lot of dine-in, carry-out delivery, but when there's no dine-in, we've had to really make some changes quick there, too. But uh-huh. it's been great. Our customers are awesome, and, um, you know, we, we can't thank the healthcare workers enough who are real heroes and the uh-huh. And law enforcement and first responders. I mean, you know, we give 20% off to them. We'll deliver to any hospital, but, um, you know, it's uh, our yeah. customers and all of them have just been fantastic. Yeah. Spell that name again, please. T E T E A, and then okay. it's Station, S T A T I O N, and it's Asian Bistro, and we're in Norton Commons, right by okay. Costco. All right. And um, do you want, I guess, since we're doing this, do you want to, I don't know if you want to promote your insurance company. Uh, I think you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, we're Assured Partners. Uh, we got bought out in 2011 by a great group called Assured Partners. We're in 38 states. We do everything from personal lines to commercial, trucking, manufacturing, employee benefits, pension plans, retirement plans, everything. So um, wow. uh, the one thing I love about us is that customer service is first and and I can tell you, we have locations in Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, almost everywhere. So, uh, um, just a great company, and we got great clients. So, yeah. if you're in need of any insurance, give us a call. Uh, you want to give that number? Yeah, 502-894-2100. And hey, if I can't perfect. help you, I can guarantee I can find somebody that can. So Yeah, sounds like it. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. Good. So um, at this point, it's um, uh, what May 11th. It's going to be a few months or whatever even for travel ball. I guess any words of encouragement for the girls out there? It's getting frustrated, worried, scared. 
uh, you know, uh, board, whatever, anything before we, we go that you'd like to give them or parents or coaches or anything? I would just tell those players that just hang in there, you know, everything gets tough before it gets good. This is going to be behind you before you know it. Keep living your dream. Don't give up your hope. Um, When you do get that chance in June or July, take advantage of it. Be smart. Enjoy every minute of it. And uh, before you know it, this will be nothing but a, a nightmare that hopefully we never have to live again. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Coach Jones has been great at getting to know you better. If you need anything, you let me know. Um, I'm out and about and stuff like that. Been a while since I've been well, back in the game. Well, thank you so but, much. No, um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I know you're uh, you're a dynamite teacher in the game, and anybody that's taking lessons from you ought to feel very fortunate because you very well, thank you, you. you know the game very well. So I appreciate everything you. you do for our sport. And uh, if anything I can do for you, let me know. So. Or anybody appreciate out there. It. Yeah, appreciate it. Looking All forward right. to getting back in senior on the field, and good luck in the fall. We're getting ready for the spring, and before we know it, we'll be in, in next spring. So time does fly. It's 2021, and we can't wait. So, But thanks <laughs> yeah, again, and sure. have a great week. And uh, anything you need, let us know. All right, thank you. Have a great day. Thank All you. Right. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah. So that was Coach Jones at Ballard High School. Been there, as I said, since uh, 1999. He's done a great job. Uh, you know, one of the things that I experience when I interview these coaches, uh, and and so far I've been very fortunate, and I don't pick them necessarily because they've been successful, but obviously uh, the successful coaches you want to learn from. And I've had um, UCLA coach, uh, Florida State, Indian University, um, uh, Ballard, um, no middle school, all successful programs in their level. And it's, it's interesting is for me, and I've been uh, in uh, athletics and coaching for a long time. I get inspired by these people. They all have different perspectives. They all come from a different direction a lot of times, but they all have their own way of being themselves and being inspirational and, and motivating. And of course, hard work is uh, is a central theme that you hear from all these people, and they put a lot of effort, and they've got a lot of focus, and uh, very impressive. So, um, so this concludes the show. Want to kind of go over a few things? Is I've added a couple new shows to the to the schedule. So this is going to be pretty much each Monday, uh, interviewing coaches. Maybe uh, some um, Olympic players. Hopefully, would be really cool if I get a hold of uh, get a hold of some of them. Some uh, uh, maybe even some former players uh, from the area, like India uh, Childs. Maybe uh, would be somebody you can get. I may get to the point where I may do this more uh, than just one day a week. But my Monday uh, show at noon are going to be interviewing coaches, players, athletes, administrators, that type of thing. <clears throat> And uh, so that's a, kind of the regular schedule on Mondays. And then Thursdays is a brand new show this Thursday where Ron Ray, which is the uh, founder and owner of Future Stars of Sports, he will join uh, me and we will co-host a show where we're talking softball. Now the first topic is going to be, of course, getting back on the field. He runs softball tournaments uh, across the uh, pretty much, the, um, I guess, the southeast uh, and the east end of, of the country, tournaments all over. So it's very important to him. We're going to talk about not only, you know, when are we going to, how is that going to work, those type of things. Hopefully get some live callers. We can talk about what's concerning them. So if you're listening to the show, you want to call in, that's going to be at noon 
on Thursdays, and that's going to be the topic of the show is just let's talk softball. Hopefully, we'll get to the point where we're not talking about just uh, the coronavirus, but we're talking about <clears throat> rule changes, uh, those type of things, tournaments, um, recruiting possibly, just pretty much anything softball. So it's going to be a wide open conversation Thursdays at 12 o'clock uh, on the same area. You, can, you get on these shows that the same blog talk radio site on the gap to gap radio. And then Sundays, what I've been doing is um, um, I'm doing a show. It's basically talking coaching tips right now. I'm talking about power hitting, trying to increase your hitting uh, your uh, power as a hitter. Um, and it, it's probably going to be predominantly hitting for a while, but it may get to the point where it's coaching tips on the field, practice tips, that kind of stuff. I may have some guests kind of join me on occasion. That's going to be wide open more on the instructional level uh, for my um, uh, gap to gap radio as well. So anyway, and that will be at eight o'clock on Sunday nights. You can listen to all these shows at the same place, gap to gap radio. The past shows will be available on this site. So feel free to listen to any of them. And they're also on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes store, uh, download, you can listen to it on your phone, all the shows there, you can subscribe, which will help you stay connected. And um, so hopefully I hear from you. Feel free to contact me at Holly Knight at National Pass Pitch Academy for any questions or any suggestions or um, any comments. So with that said, that will be conclusion of this show next week. I, I don't have a guest for next week yet, but it will be, I'll have somebody for 12 o'clock next Monday. And again, I'll see you at uh, 12 o'clock this Thursday. So have a wonderful day. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands, follow the guidelines. Hopefully we'll be back on the field soon, but even then we're going to probably have to still take a lot of precautions to make sure everybody uh, stays safe. So have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.